Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, this is Steve Becklin. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Four Things to Be Fully Convinced About. Four Things to Be Fully Convinced About. I welcome those who are watching the simulcast today on our various platforms, our YouTube platform, and our Facebook platform this week, which I'm adding that as an extra thing because we were going to have a regular Facebook today. So I am doing the podcast today. And hey, welcome. Just got back from Germany. Had a great trip. Was there seven, eight days. Just got back last night. Uh, I love the German people. I love what they carry, the excellence, the, str- the strategies, and it's so fun to come in there with a message of hope, and they just have tremendous young leaders in that nation, and so we bless Germany, and I'm believing today, as you listen to this podcast, that something powerful uh, is, is going to happen. I, I, have, I just see how... People are getting raised up. There's grace right now on people to arise and shine, for their light has come. People are arising, and we're moving past our insecurities. We're moving past our uh, feeling unworthy. We're moving past that, and we are the solution. We are the answer. So I'm writing a book called Fully Convinced, The Art of Decision-Making, Attaching Faith to Everything That We Do. And those of you who are regulars with the Igniting Hope family know that I've been talking about that. We certainly touch on that in our transformational mind renewal course that we have. And I want to just say this. God wants us to be confident. And I'll I'll say it this way. We are to walk in humble confidence. Humble confidence. Some of the verses that share with us about that confidence is Romans 14, 5, where it says, but each one must be fully convinced in his own mind. There's a context of what day is the Sabbath and that, and we be fully convinced in our own mind concerning doctrinal issues that are not black and white in the Bible and and even areas of our own decision-making when we do the best process of deciding what to do and handling a certain situation. The goal is to move towards being fully convinced. In Romans chapter 4, it talks about Abraham and Abraham becoming fully convinced about the promise of God. He says he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And so he, he was on a journey of that. And by the way, if you're not fully convinced today, if you're not fully convinced about something in your life, uh, you're, it's okay. <laughs> we, we celebrate our progress. Abraham. He wasn't zapped into being fully con- fully convinced. It happened. Paul said in Philippians 4, 11, and 12 that he learned to be content. 
whether I'm abounding or abased, I've learned to be content. And, and if we're not completely content right now, we're learning. <laughs> we're learning to be content. And we're, we're on the journey. So another verse that talks about confidence is Psalm 23, 8. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The psalmist was confident. He said, surely, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days. He said, it's going to happen. It's a, it's a sure thing. It says in Philippians 1, 6, Paul said this. He said this about the people in Philippi. In Philippi, he said, being confident, being confident that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. Listen, Paul was a confident leader about the people in Philippi. By the way, I'm talking to leaders today. I'm talking to parents. I'm talking to influencers. And Paul said this about the people he was seeking to influence. He was not confident in who they were as much as in God's ability to complete what he started. Certainly, he has good beliefs about them, but he was confident it was going to happen. It's, he was confident it was going to happen. I, I love that. Philippians 1, 6. And then in 1 John 5, 14, it says, This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And, and it goes on in that. We're talking about believing we've received at the moment of prayer. And so I just want to say this here in the beginning, that God is moving us towards confidence. He's moving us towards being fully convinced. And certainly, we all battle with insecurity. We all battle with uh, just guilt feelings about something. But those are the enemies. Those are the strongholds. And so I want to talk today about four areas to be fully convinced in. In my book that I'm writing, Fully Convinced, The Art of Decision-Making, Attaching Faith to Everything We Do, I list in there, I list in the book, I have, I have 14 areas right now to be fully convinced in. Now, I don't know when the book comes out. Hopefully, it's going to be out this summer or fall. Uh, and that's the plan. I don't know how many I'm going to end up in with to be fully convinced, but, but I want to talk about four. The first of them, the first thing to be fully convinced about is God's rhema word promises for our lives. God's rhema word promises for our lives. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so the quality of my life depends on my identifying what I believe God has told me. The quality of my life depends on my identifying what I believe God has told me. Now, the word for word in Matthew 4, 4 is rhema. Is rhema. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that proceeds in the mouth of God. Now, rhema is an individual part of God's overall word that he has made real to us. 
that he has made real to us. It's the same word used in Ephesians 6.17, where it says, Take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, which is the rhema of God. Take it up and fight with it, being fully convinced about, about what God has said. We, we fight with rhema words. 1 Timothy 1.18, Paul told a young leader named Timothy, war, a good warfare, according to the prophetic words that have been spoken to you. Now, I want to tell you where that warfare is. That warfare is in your mind. War, a good warfare, according to the prophetic words. We are warring against lies. We are warring. We are warring against uh, mindsets of discouragement, disappointment, shame, unworthiness, victim mindsets, pessimism, war, a good warfare against those things that are seeking to stand in the way of your prophetic destiny. Certainly, as we talk about this one of, uh, of being fully convinced of God's rhema word, we, can, we, we think about Abram, who became Abraham. Abram had a promise. And count the stars, count the sand, that's how many your descendants are going to be. And, and for 20 Plus years, it didn't happen. Then he had an encounter in Genesis 17 where God said, Your name shall no longer be Abram, but Abraham. No longer shall be Abram, but Abraham. And Abram means exalted father. Abraham means father of a multitude. And so this was a rhema word. The, the other Greek word that we use for word in the New Testament is logos. And that's the overall word of God. Rhema is a specific part of God's word. And Abram, who became Abraham, got a revelation so much that he changed his name. His name was changed to the promise. I am father of multitude. People would say, hey, Abraham, what they were saying is they're saying, Hi, Father of a multitude. Faith comes by hearing in Romans 10, 17, and hearing by the word of God, by the rhema of God. As we hear the rhema of God through declarations in our own life by partnering with other people who see us according to the promise, then we do become strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Wow. By the way, if you're listening to the podcast, you can go to our YouTube channel, Igniting Hope uh, Ministries YouTube channel, and you can uh, subscribe to us, and you can not only see me while I'm doing the podcast, but there's a whole bunch of other content uh, as well. So the first thing we become fully convinced about is God's rhema words for our lives. What has God spoken to you? What, what do you believe he has said to you in promise, in identity? That is what we war with. We war with those truths over ourselves and over others. Number two, four things to be fully convinced about. Number two is we're to be fully convinced about our season and our assignments in this season. We're to be fully convinced about our season 
and our assignments in this season. First Chronicles 12.32 says, Of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. The sons of Issachar had understanding of the times and to know what Israel ought to do. Now, just like in the natural, there's seasons. In the natural, there, there's uh, winter, spring, summer, fall. In, in the seasons of life, you look at plants, you look at seeds, you look at uh, growth, you, you look at fruit bearing. There's different seasons uh, that we have within our lives. Now, as we begin to understand this, first of all, in, in an overall sense, I'm not called to do what you're called to do. <laughs> you're not called to what I'm called to do. Now, certainly we want to grow and we want to learn from each other. And, and there's certainly seasons where we partner with people with similar callings. And in the overall body of Christ, there's seasons that we all participate in. But here it is. So many people focus on what they're not, focus on what they're not doing, use negative comparison in their lives to be an indictment against themselves that they're not doing the same as somebody else. They're, they're, not, uh, they're not passionate. I remember recently I was with a man named Leif Hetland. Some of you know him, just a great apostle of love. And he was talking about his ministry to the Muslims, to, to Imans, and uh, just the, the open doors and the courage. And I was listening to him. Man, I, I thought to myself, man, am I even saved? <laughs> am I even saved? Uh, but I felt like the Lord said, Steve, you celebrate life. You celebrate him and what he's called. But I haven't called you to do that. I've called you to be a hope igniter. Uh, I've called you to uh, advance joy as one-third of the kingdom. I've called you to be an encourager. I want you to attach faith to who you are. I want you to understand what season um, that, that you're in, your assignment and, and the season. And this is really crucial because... If we don't attach faith, if we don't become fully convinced, and we don't understand what I am to do and what I'm not to do, then I'm going to be double-minded, probably guilt-driven, and it is just not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. So we become fully convinced of our assignments in the season. And by the way, this applies in relationships. This applies in ministry. Uh, there's to know, like, anytime you have a new assignment, new relationship, maybe you got a job, maybe you got a new uh, place that God's put you to minister. One of the things that's happening in the first season is building trust. You're building trust. It's not about changing the world. It's about building trust. All right, here we go. Four things to be fully convinced about. We've talked about number one 
is being fully convinced about God's rhema word promises over our lives. Number two, our seasons and our assignments in the season to be fully convinced. And then number three, to be fully convinced that our current circumstances are training us for our prophetic destiny. Our current circumstances are training us for our prophetic destiny. To be fully convinced about that is powerful. It says in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Proverbs 29, 18. Paul said this in Philippians 3.13. One, one thing I do. Well, let me start with the beginning of the verse. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead. By the way, God has things for all of us to reach forward to. It, that is vision. Having a prophetic vision for our lives means we believe that we are important in what God is doing and we are being prepared for greater significance and influence in the future. Let me say that again. Having a prophetic vision for our lives means we believe we are important in what God is doing and we are being prepared for greater significance and influence in the future. Whew. I love it. Vision for the future gives us power and purpose for the present. Vision for the future gives us power and purpose for the present. Now, what... what what I'm talking about here is once we know we're important, and by the way, you're all important. God has every, we are equally important in the kingdom. We serve a no limits God. He's an equal opportunity God. And then once we know we're, we're being prepared for something for greater significance and influence in the future, then we understand that everything in my current life is my training ground for that. It doesn't mean now is not important. Certainly what we do now is important, but it's not as important as what we're becoming through now. It's not that now is not important, but what is more important is to understand what we're becoming through now. Through now. And so usually my struggles, usually my difficulties, usually my uh, frustrations, if I can ask God the question, Lord, what are you doing in me concerning this frustration? What are you doing in me? That's the power question. Because if I can identify what God is doing in me, Maybe he's, uh, he's, what he's doing in me is he's teaching me not to withdraw my heart from people who disappoint me. Maybe he's, he's, what he's doing in me is to 
believe in people more than they believe in themselves. Maybe I am learning how to celebrate my progress instead of my perfection. Maybe I am overcoming insecurity, and that's what he's doing in, in my life. Maybe it's I, I am in a season of not allowing people to manipulate me, or I'm in a season of not enabling family members in their lives. Whatever. Once we put language to it and we understand that, wow, what God's doing in me is leading towards something bigger, so powerful. We're talking today about four things to be fully convinced about. Number four, last one, is I want to be fully convinced about forward movement in my life. Forward movement in my life. One of my favorite declarations is this. My forward movement causes Red Seas to part. My forward movement causes Red Seas to part. And that comes from Exodus 14, 15. Listen to this word. This is a fun, this is a fun verse. The children of Israel are on the edge of the Red Sea. The Egyptians are chasing them down from behind. God says this. Why do you cry out to me? Tell the children of Israel to move forward, to go forward. Why do you cry out to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. They, they were in a tough spot. Their future was blocked, the Red Sea. Their past is trying to catch up to them with the Egyptians. And God says, hey, I, this isn't a time to pray. And I'm all for prayer. But I want to tell you this. There is a time to prioritize moving forward over prayer. You say, well, I don't know about that. Well, this verse tells us that. Again, I'm all for prayer. Some people are just constantly in the prayer closet, and, but they haven't asked God the question, what does it look like for me to move forward in this season? <clears throat> That's one of the most, I believe, one of the most important questions we can ask. Lord, what does it look like for me to move forward in this season right now? It could be a big thing. It could be going back to school. It could be uh, just taking an online course. Or it could be a small thing, seemingly small, like cleaning out your car. <laughs> Talking to that neighbor. Whatever it is, it's, it is to be convinced that I am moving forward. Because if I'm not convinced I'm moving forward in my life and I don't have any direction of what it means for me to move forward, then, then that is going to weaken my life. I, I've said that I can put up with a lot of junk if I've got a word from the Lord. And one of the words from the Lord is that I'm growing, I'm advancing. As I look at different situations in my life that I want it, I want it to be different, and I asked the Lord, what does it look like for me to move forward in this area? And once I get that in my heart, and once I start moving in that direction, red seas part. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Hey, what a great time on this podcast today. Four things to be fully convinced about. 
This is an excerpt out of my upcoming book, Fully Convinced, The Art of Decision-Making, Attaching Faith to Everything That We Are Doing. We talked today about four areas to be fully convinced about. One is God's rhema word promises. Two is our season and our assignments in the season. Three, being fully convinced that our current circumstances are training us for our prophetic destiny. Four is that our forward, we're fully convinced that we're moving forward in our lives. We're moving forward in our lives. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's only people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And I have the power to help make it so. Hope's an unstoppable force. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership quality there is. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. Pretty much of everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> I never found a convenient time to walk in radical joy. There always seems to be a reason why today, why today is not a good day. But I want to tell you this. I'll say it again. I don't need strength at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. I have a lot of things going on right now. I've got uncertainties, got relational things, got, got, got things that I want to see that are different. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. You say, how do I stir up the joy of the Lord? Well, number one is be thankful. Start focusing more on what you do have than don't have. And then number two, learn to delight yourself in the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord. You're not delighting yourself in, in yourself. You're not delighting in a, in a certain outcome that you want to see. You delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. And that verse tells us that we are delighting with unfulfilled desires in our lives. We all have unfulfilled desires, but it's the delighting. It's the little child. Woohoo, Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do about this situation. Can't wait. Woohoo! I, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in my family. I can't wait to see how this area of weakness in my life, the answer that you have there, I can't wait to see how you're going to provide. My, oh my. Hey, we're starting June 6th. I think I gave a wrong date on a previous podcast. Starting June 6th, my brother Phil Backlund, Dr. Phil Backlund, he's the other Dr. Phil. He and I are doing a 12-week Culture of Empowerment online course that's starting uh, in the beginning of June. It's made for people on the go. It takes our new book, The Culture of Empowerment Business and Organizational Version, and it takes that book, and we go through 12 chapters of the book. It's, it's podcast-driven. we got a weekly video. We're, we're on regularly. My brother Phil and I are on Zooms uh, for Q&A, question and answers. That's our strongest leadership course. It is so good. Check it out on IgnitingHopeAcademy.com, IgnitingHopeAcademy.com. 
Com. I said earlier, you know, what does it look like for me to move forward right now? For some of you, I believe it'll be taking that course. Hey, we've also, I wanted to just say that we have uh, 40 Days of Hope on the Igniting Hope Academy as well. That's my latest book, uh, Igniting Hope in 40 Days. And we have 40 videos with that that we did at the beginning of the year. If you're looking for something to supplement uh, what you heard today about beliefs, about hope, about victorious mindsets, that is so good. You can find that at ignitinghopeacademy.com as well and check it out. Hey, before I close, one thing I've been doing is having you, the Igniting Hope family, take five seconds and pray for us. Five seconds to pray for me, for my wife, Wendy, our staff. And one of the things, not only, I've been feeling your prayers, by the way. It has been so good. And one of the things that I love to teach, it's, it's better to attach, five second, attach faith to five seconds of prayer than 30 minutes where you don't attach faith. We have so many different things that come our way, so many needs, and sometimes we feel overwhelmed and powerless. Listen, build the muscle, build the muscle of attaching faith. So would you take five seconds right now and pray for Igniting Hope Ministries for us? Thank you. Wow, thank you so much. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks for the financial support that many of you give Igniting Hope as well. You can go to ignitinghope.com, sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to sow into what we're doing so we can further this hope message, you can find the Give button on there. We appreciate it so much. Thanks for the prayers. All right, I look forward to being with you again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.